Now let's get to today's feature segment on pot stocks. Dan Ahrens is with us, Managing Director, Portfolio Manager at Advisor Shares. Dan, thanks for being here. Glad course, you're here. So are there hopes for more legalization? I mean, what is the outlook here for this group? Well, it's strong. It's strong if we're talking about cannabis in the United States. The Biden victory was big. Uh, voters in New Jersey and Arizona approved new adult use marijuana. There's a lot of reforms to come online. But one of the biggest sticking points is the disconnect between Canadian operators and U.S. operators and a big misunderstanding among investors. The real opportunities are in the United States. These multi-state operators, they're coming out with earnings right now. We're in the heat of uh, earnings season. The earnings have been spectacular. Whereas Canadian operators, they're generally losing money each quarter. They've diluted shareholders so a where, number of times. Yeah. Go ahead. So where are the opportunities if you're saying in the U.S.? Because I know it's, you know, it's from the farm and then they have to, you know, get it ready and then they distribute it, right? I mean, there's sort of a three-phase thing going on here. And I guess the, the legalization of medical marijuana is much more prevalent than recreational. I think people are getting much more on board with the medical side of it. Tell me where the opportunities are, do you think? Which companies may fare better than others only because of the way they're positioned? Well, if you look in our funds, uh, YOLO, which is a global mandate, and MSOs, mm -hmm. MSOS, is our all U.S. cannabis fund. Our top holdings are companies in the United States like Curaleaf, Green Thumb Industries, um, Cresco Labs, Truliv. Now, these are multi-state operators in the U.S. We think this is where the real opportunities lie, and we want to continue to educate investors to get into these companies, not in those companies that they've lost money in quarter after quarter like the Canadians Aurora and Tilray and Hexo. We really like these U.S. operators in the United States. You're going to see those holdings in both of our funds, MSOs and in YOLO. There's some overlap. Hmm. Yeah, you mentioned some of the ones abroad in Canada that maybe seem better than they really are, right? Explain that if you were trying to explain that to a younger person, because a lot of the millennials like this because they know they have the time to allow this sector to develop in 10 or 20 or 30 years. So you find a lot exactly. of the younger folks investing in this group. So what's your advice to somebody who's young and says, hey, I like Aurora and I like Tilray and I like all of these, Canopy Growth, and uh, which ones would you say maybe to stay away from or be careful? Sure, I can't think of another industry that's had so much of a disconnect and different opportunities in Canada versus the United States. And it all has to do with federal law. So these Canadian operators operate in Canada. People are excited that they might be able to go into Mexico and other worldwide opportunities, but they're not allowed to do marijuana business in the United States because of federal law. Now in the US, we have these multi-state operators. Multi-state operators means they have to have redundant operations in each state in which they operate. Now, hey, with the Biden victory, and a lot of other reform coming online, we are gonna have reform. Everybody thinks we're gonna have banking reform. 
We might have something like the MORE Act or the States Act that's gonna be better for these multi-state operators. But what it doesn't do is allow those Canadian operators to come into the United States or to have free reign in the United States. So I just implore people, get educated. I can't think of another industry where Canada is so very much different than the United States. These US operators are where the opportunities lie. They have good financials, oh, they're operating profitably. Yeah, yeah. You know what else is my last thought? A lot of US companies have a hand in cannabis, right? A portion, like Constellation, for example, comes to mind. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not a pot company, but they have a little in pot. No, it's a great it's a great point. And Constellation Brands is a great example. They didn't want to miss the boat. They wanted to invest in a cannabis company when they could and then wait and see what happens. The problem is they invested in a Canadian cannabis company. Again, they want to jump on it early, but that company, now it's Canopy Growth, they have a great deal of money on their balance sheet. They do. They're not going to go away. They're not going to suffer but they don't have tremendous upside like a US operator does. Once we have a little bit of reform in the United States that everybody thinks coming, we're gonna see acquisitions of these US companies. And I wanna own the acquirees, not the acquirers. I wanna own these companies yeah, in yeah. the US that people are gonna to want to get a piece of. Right, right. Is there anything that worries you about the group? Just getting some final thoughts here. I mean, it's evident that you like the U.S. side of this. Yeah, yeah. I think that the tremendous opportunity is still out there. These U.S. companies, they have great revenues, but they're undervalued. The thing I, I pumped the brakes a little bit is this is a very new area. It's a high risk, volatile area. It's not for the, um, for the faint hearted. It's for a piece of people's uh, portfolio. Um, but again, the upside is tremendous. Just understand that it's a new volatile area still. Right, there is some risk and you don't take your family money and bet the whole farm. I see what exactly. you're saying, Dan. Exactly, exactly. Right, a little at a time maybe. Dan Ahrens, great to see you. Thank you very, very much. Managing Director, Portfolio Manager, Advisor Shares. Thanks, Dan.